you've but got a failed installation. But it's still working, so it's not failed. It's the it's the note of the failed installation that's failing. Because my installation's just fine, thank you very much. Yeah, need any of your shit. Yeah. Ooh wee. So it's uh turn that up. It's uh mom's birthday. So yeah. I bought her a bottle of whiskey that she doesn't want. Well, I can't imagine with your taste in whiskey that's not high quality. Uh, Kentucky Tavern. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. How, how much? I, I feel like when you're picking out a birthday gift, it shouldn't be in the old metal shopping cart at the front of the store. <laughs> no, no, no. Second shelf. Not even. Oh. It's not bottom shelf. Wow. What did that set you back? Uh, like 17 bucks. Damn, that's that is fancy for you. I, I know. Well, my sister bought flowers, and I thought, well, that's probably uh, about seventeen bucks, and mine's gonna last longer, and you know, much drunker. It's gonna. It sounds like it's gonna last longer. <laughs> well, I made her drink a lot of it, so uh, I'm already half in the bag. This is this this has potential to go either direction. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a good disclaimer on the front end. <clears throat> I, I'm. On a different direction, I'm drinking a probiotic sparkling tonic. Mm, I'll take Kentucky yeah. Tavern. <laughs> I, I believe they'll both end up having the same results. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, let's fucking get to it. Huh? Grab a six or a cold one, and whatever else trips your trigger, we're about to embark on a dynasty road trip. That's right, we'll tool around the back roads of fantasy football land, taking in the sights of 10 and 12-man dynasty leagues. But leave your keys at home, because here's your drivers, Ron and Jonah. Indeed. Um, yeah, yeah. It has been a while, and uh, I guess before we do anything else, let's just touch on the Week 17 debacle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you've been affected. I most of my leagues, I said I didn't make the playoffs, didn't factor in. But uh, in one league, I was in the finals, and yep. it did factor in. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, I will, I will say this though. I, I, I thought about it a little bit. <clears throat> I'm glad it happened on Championship Week. Um, I, I know it messed a whole lot of things up, but. I'd rather have it be decided in the very last game of the season than it be, did you advance in the playoffs? You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's that's a tougher pill to swallow. At least like the people there could negotiate on that. But like, you know, we, we have a lot of scenarios where people split pots or someone conceded or stuff or they came up with ideas. But imagine if like you can't split a pot and then advance to the next round. Right, right. So I was happy for that scenario and it's pretty messed up. Well, the worst I had was in uh, my 12-man. It was in the third-place game. But then after the season ends, it's like, well, really? Would you rather pay 25 bucks or have that higher draft pick? Like, uh, you know, I think I'll take mm-hmm. the higher draft pick, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. at that stage, you kind of move past it. But I wanted to kind of touch on how – do you handle something like this? Because there's definitely wrong ways. Um, What I did was I just got out in front of it. I went to the leagues that I commissioned and I posted to the group. I said, Hey, um, wow. Unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Hasn't happened before. I don't think this is going to come up again, but what we're going to do is wait. And whatever the NFL does, 
is what we will do. Yep. If they replay the game, we will count them retroactively. If they don't, sorry, it's final. Nothing I can do. Uh, talk to your fantasy lord. Yeah. I, um, yeah, that was such a unique situation. I mean, that's, that's not going to happen again. Um, you know, so it's like, I, I guess in the world of fantasy football, this is similar to like the COVID era. You just have to kind of, yes. you just kind of have to take it as it goes. And then I, really, I think the ultimate thing to do is talk it out with the whole league and come up with a good decision at the end that everyone's happy. With. No, right. let, let me say that's the happiest outcome because someone's going to be not happy. Be pissed. Yeah. <clears throat> but, but I think the worst thing you can do is just say, here's my decision and that's how it's going to be. And you might, as a commissioner, be able to get to that decision, but you should probably talk it out to the group. Like a therapy session, right? <laughs> right? See, that's what I say. At that point, I pass it off to the NFL. And yeah. I say, you know, because your enemy in this situation as a commissioner is real easy to overthink and to overact and to make a mess where you don't need to make a mess. Now that we have hindsight on the COVID thing, I think you could literally just say, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're going to cancel the game. It doesn't count. I don't know. You know, if they replay the game later, we'll count it. I mean, I guess that's all you can do is pass it to the NFL and say, we're, you know, if somebody wants to propose a grand a solution, I'm all for it. But, yeah. uh, but as commission, I'm going to say the NFL dictates this. I think ultimately the NFL still left us as commissioners in the, in the lurch because they just ended up com- entirely canceling the game, which, right. I mean, <clears throat> I, I do think there was a few different outcomes. I never, I, the idea I like the most never, I never saw it presented in any league I was in. Um, my, my personal idea was to take those players from the bills and Bengals game and use their statistics for the next game they played. And I did hear in. that. I did um, hear that in multiple leagues as an option. Um, so I, that was, that's the one that I liked um, in all the leagues I was in though. Only, uh, only like one of them came down to a spot where like, I should, I should go back. I should say most of the leagues I was in, the outcome of the game was decided regardless right. of that game. So right. it also there's a there's a high percentage because of Bengals Bills. A lot of people had those players that still had things decided. So it didn't actually yeah. present itself in every league I played. In. Right. It was only affecting a certain few outcomes. Uh, for example, I was in a finals in our second ten man, and I had a sixty point lead. I believe it was. But the scoring in that league and having the quarterback left going doesn't rule out a sixty-point performance out of two players. Yeah. So I, I I could see why the guy wanted to do a split, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's a stupid spot. Yeah, it's rough. But like I said, in unprecedented times, I think the proper thing to do is to pass the buck to the NFL and let yeah. them dictate uh, the situation. I agree. Um, but but yeah, that's kind of part of the larger picture of what I wanted to get to tonight is I wanted to talk about a commissioner. What is it? What does it require? What are its duties? What, more importantly, aren't its duties? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think there's, I don't want to say there's no wrong answers because there's some fucking wrong answers, but there's a lot of ways to do it. So I just wanted to float some things by you and ask you your opinion on what you thought uh, if A, this thing was a duty of a commissioner, something they were required to do, or, you know, more of a service that they provide. And B, if this is necessarily the trait of a good commissioner. (laughs) Mm hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you follow where I'm going. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to bring up was I've been in leagues where the commissioner um, likes to give not only uh, tips for when somebody may be a game time decision or a late mm-hmm. scratch, but likes to point out when uh, lineups aren't set or maybe, you know, bye weeks being missed. And I wanted to get your take on what you thought. Is that a duty of a commissioner? Should a commissioner be telling people they need to fill their lineups and reminding them to check for late scratches? I do not think so. Again, um, okay. I'm coming at this from a dynasty standpoint, right? So let's, let's, let's assume let's assume in a dynasty that you've built, unless you're in your first year, you must, you have an established pattern with your players, right? So a guy, some, something's going to happen here and there where a guy forgets a, a player who's questionable, who's all of a sudden out before the kickoff or misses a spot. I don't think it's the commissioner's job to step in until that becomes a pattern that's been reported. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like yeah. when somebody else says, Hey, uh, uh, Billy Bob over here seems to like to leave that flex with a guy who who ain't playing. Yep, yep. And, okay. And most of the time, as a commissioner, for me, I'll maybe I'll maybe approach the person afterwards, you know, and say, "Hey, you forgot defense last week," and they'll be like, "My bad, I was out of town. I should have messaged." Whatever. I mean, it, it, it's less prevalent uh, than yeah. it used to be because of our, our telephones. Yeah, but seven times out of ten, there's a reasonable excuse. Right. And I just, I just don't think like, first of all, it's like you're, you're doing the favor to the guy who's not getting his stuff together. Right. Not, you're not, helping the guy who's not paying any attention. Right. Why? So, so, and, <laughs> and, you know, like I said, said before too, like it, unless you're watching a guy who you think might be tanking, I, I really think unless it becomes right. like a twice in a season or a chronic problem, then you address it with the player on the whole league on should, do we need to remove this guy? He's not paying attention, but right. all in all, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend my Thursday night making sure that someone doesn't accidentally have a injured wide receiver in on their roster. Okay. So, so are we saying, what is this more of like a, is this a trait of a good commissioner? Is this the trait of a poor commissioner or is this like, just like an additional service you offer? Like where are we standing on this? I think a good league polices itself. And it's only the commissioner's job to step in when we have a chronic problem. That's fair. Okay. So um, let's see. One other one. A little less um, important, but as far as like commissioner notes to the league, is this a thing Ooh. that you feel commissioners are required to just periodically post? Should they? Are we really just chiming in when we've got changes happening? Is it, hey, fellas, welcome back to the season? Where do you stand on it being a responsibility of a commissioner to uh, to be making that constant contact? I think the I think most of the commissioner's contact should be happening in the off season. 
um, at, at the appropriate times. Uh, in a dynasty, I think it's this is how I like to set up. This is my preference. Um, all of your changes should have your voting on changes should always happen at the same time every year, whether it be at the end of the season or at your draft. I think all that work should be done. Uh, I think you have to communicate on draft times, how the draft goes. You know, mm-hmm. if someone's on vacation, then they're going to be late on their picks, yada, yada, yada. And then you communicate the open of free agency, and then you communicate any changes that are going to happen before the season kicks off. And then honestly, during the season, unless something like like COVID or um, the Bills-Bengals game happens, you just really don't need to put anything out, Okay, honestly. I mean, so we're basically saying big milestones in the league, all the things, hey, hey draft's coming, free agency's coming. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So basically we're saying maybe the responsibility of a commissioner to hit the highlights, but not something that we're saying they need to overdo. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, I feel like you play fantasy football to have fun as a commissioner. And if you're policing and doing all this work during the season, you're not concentrating on also just being a GM on the same playing field as everyone else. Yeah. Well, and you had just mentioned it there in this last one that I had asked you, but making changes to the league, um, tinkering with scoring, tinkering with settings. Um, do you think a commissioner is required to be forward thinking to try to be looking to the future to making changes? Um, what do you think is the requirement on the commissioner dealing with uh, scoring and uh, different functional changes? I think the the best suited for a commissioner, unless he sees a problem, to stay out of that process besides being the one who puts it to the floor for a vote. So if if someone wants to suggest you add a roster spot, for instance, or change a flex spot or stuff, as a commissioner, I think it's your job to say, that sounds great, let's put it to a vote, keep track of that. And then when you have your vote time, like I said, always in the offseason for me, put it out there and then you have to make a decision. Well, that move in a dynasty, does that need to be implemented in two seasons because it changes how people are going to draft and trade? Or can it happen right away? So, you know, am I going to take – let's use an example of tight end scoring, right? There's some leagues that want to put tight end scoring. It's, uh, you know, the PPR, it's one point per catch. A lot of leagues uh, recently have slanted to put the tight end at 1.5 yards per catch because there's just not a lot of good tight ends out there. Well – if you vote on that one in the middle of the season, that you can't put that change in place right then, obviously. No, no. But but even in a dynasty, even if you put that in at the end of the season, I think you should you should say, okay, this is going in in two seasons from now right. because then people can draft and make trades with that in mind. Yes, you have to have an entire full year to to start to prep for the way things are changing. Yep, yep. So I I I guess for me, the commissioner's job is to facilitate people's wants, but not go and try to find them yourself. That, and that is fair. Uh, uh, the example I come back to, we had a startup dynasty league with a big startup draft coming, and it was determined that that year's rookies would not be in the draft. So I did about three weeks of prep without rookies, ranked all my players, did the whole thing, and uh, 48 hours before the draft, it was determined that they weren't sure that we could execute this. So we would just include all the rookies. 
And <laughs> man, let me tell you, I think we're three, four years in. Uh, clearly, the bitterness has not gone away. That, wow. that yeah. tanked my entire strategy. Rookies went way higher because I wasn't, I didn't have them baked in to my rankings. Yeah. I had a whole course. separate ranking sheet and I wound up getting like two rookies that year because wow. <laughs> it, it was like DJ Dallas and, um, uh, oh, who was the dude that was in Arizona? Can't, uh, oh, Eno Benjamin. Yes, Eno. I got yeah. those two because, you know, 14th round and whatnot. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I it, you need time in a dynasty. Dynasty is like steering a ship. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't turn the wheel and it yeah. just goes. There's a big process in getting that ship to swing around in the water. You need some time to prep for it. And yeah, uh, yeah I agree. Um, so that takes us to our my final question. And this one's a big one for me. I've had issues over the years with it. What do you think? Is it the responsibility of a commissioner to deal with money and payouts? Ooh, there, there's nothing that kills a league quicker than money handled poorly. True. Like, which, which really sucks because, you know, I, you and I have played in leagues. We've seen ruined with, you know, disagreements over, you know, money under a hundred dollars. We've seen, <laughs> Right. People get mad at each other over, you know, the time of the payment. We've seen like mistrust, seen all these things, and they all take away from they all play fantasy football, right? And and I know, you know, caveat, you you and I don't play in giant money leagues. I mean, no, a hundred dollars no. is the most I put in at any league for a year. So right, and that's the league I'm thinking about leaving partially right. because it's a hundred dollars. Right. So like, th- th- there's that piece, but I just want to say like. You've got to make some decisions and stick to them. Um, there's ways to assure that this doesn't happen, that you get to the end of the season and people haven't paid up. Uh, there's some leagues we we play in that say, you have to pay or you can't draft. Um, I So I think there's also other leagues where it's like the second the, the score has gone final, payouts go out. Um <laughs> I think if you have controversy with money, I think the best thing to do, and we did this in a league one time. Um, I think you were not in the league at the time. Were you in the SFL when we created the treasurer position? No. We actually we actually had a league where money became an issue. There was a question. Uh, the commissioner didn't want to handle the money part, but wanted to do everything else, which I totally understand. Um, we actually, in that league, as a group, voted on who would be the treasurer. And that person, separate of the commissioner, had all the funds sent okay. to that person, and he was in charge of sending them out at the end of the year. So ultimately, I guess I would say this. With money, if you're all good buddies, friends, and stuff, there's nothing that can ruin it quicker than someone not giving you money. So if you are the person in charge of the money, pay it out as soon as it's time to pay it out and make sure you have it in before you start the season. Right. Uh, if it's an issue – take it off your plate, get someone else to be in control of it. Yeah. And to that end, I will explain the payout system we've come up with for a couple of the dynasties that I run. You're familiar with. Yep. Um, What we do is to me, some of the payouts become redundant. Why Mm -hmm. am I paying you in at the beginning of the season? And at the end, when I win, you're giving me back some of the money that I paid into you. Couldn't I have just not given you my cash? 
So what I do is wait till the end of the season, because as we said with Dynasty, you've got a team on the line. Are you really going to give up your team over 25 bucks? Like, why are you here? Um, so what we do is I come up with the list of payouts and I create Facebook chats. Mm-hmm. And then the person who is owed money gets added to a chat with all the people that are required to pay them. And that's where they can give them either a physical address to mail, a Venmo, go directly over Facebook Messenger, one of a thousand ways to pay somebody. And once the payment is received, I remove that person from the group. And when no people are left in the group, everyone has been paid. Mm-hmm. I, I I like that. Um, that. That works well for us. And then again, that, that is for us. League, yeah. For us, because that's a league where we've talked about the nasty you know, we've had the same guys in there for over a decade. So there is no question of, is this guy going to pay or not? Right. You well, know? I also so, do it in, I also do it in big 12. Great. Same format. And it, yeah, works great. I said, once they pay, you remove them. Um, yeah. And, and actually the reason I wanted to bring this up was big 12, I believe two or three years ago, I had a guy who basically someone claimed they hadn't gotten paid from the year before. Like, well, Mm -hmm. number one, why didn't you tell me I'm the commissioner? You're bringing it up now that we're paying out for the year after. I got it cleaned up. Everybody got paid. But um, one guy basically blew a gasket and was like, you're the commissioner. You got to collect everybody's money and then you pay everybody out. And I just said, no, I I don't do that. I don't want to do that. I commission a fantasy football league. If you have questions with scoring or rosters or changes, you talk to me. Uh, if you want to pay somebody to gamble on football, not my department. And uh-huh. he basically said, either you collect from everybody and you pay out or I'm leaving. And I said, well, sorry to see you go, but we will start looking for replacements. Yeah, again, that it's, it's just such a bummer because, you know, that – that person is not going to play fantasy football in that league because of money and nothing else. Indeed. But yeah, that's, uh, I just wanted to get to the bottom of some things that I said, I don't feel that that's a commissioner's job. I don't feel a lot of things are, and uh, I'm glad we were able to kind of hash some of that out. I think we're on the same page with that. Yeah. Yeah. Money, money sucks. So whatever you can do, get 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 ahead of it. Yep. Get it right. It's going to be the reason your league collapses and people leave if you do it wrong. Do you, okay, so I, I had an idea. Since the season's kind of, we're, we're kind of in the lull of fantasy football, right? Right. Like, like, you know, people are there's there's fantasy football fatigue at this point. Agreed. Like oh, people, yeah. Right? We've right. had it on the uh, the Outsiders Social Club podcast. They were yep. very happy celebrating the end of the season, and I was so disappointed. Yeah, I, I heard Good's comment on that. Of course, he's excited to be done. I kicked his ass. <laughs> um, Catching the stray. So, I, I mean, I'd be wanting to be done too if that's the showing that I put out there. Um, anyways, I so I was thinking like for for a road trip today, right? Like, you know, like you've been on a long car ride, right? And you've had all you've talked about as much as you can and stuff, and. You know, the kids are antsy in the car. Everyone's bored, kind of chopping each other. So what do you do? You, you, you bust out an old car game, right? little uh, alphabet game or color game or something. So yes. um, I, I thought today I, I'd bust out a, a game for the ride, see if you wanted to play a little Who Am I game. Ooh. Now you make me make, make, 
Oh, oh, oh. Whoa, wow. Whoa. Make, wow. You're, you're making me wish I'd come up with a sounder for this, but let's play a game. Good old fashioned Who Am I on Dynasty Road Trip Podcast. <laughs> so, uh, you know, actually, a coworker of mine told me that they play this game in the car, and uh, it's a fun game. They take they. So, what we're going to do today? I'm going to go positionally, which, which sounds crazy than I anticipated. Um, but the first position I was going to go over today was the quarterback, and I'm I'm going to give you. I'm going to play this game where I'm going to start giving you some statistics, and as it goes down the thing, I w- would like you to. See if you know who the player is, and we'll see how long it takes to get there. And for you at home, feel free to play along. And if you get the answer correct before Ron does, give yourself 2.3 points. Ooh. Yeah. All does right. fair? 2.3 points is what I give oh, Wow, elevated yeah. scoring. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like the tight end sort yeah. of, you know, a little bonus point three on their Futuristic. Yeah. So, Ron, you only get two points, by the way. All right. Oh, I get two. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. The so listeners right. at home, you can beat Ron if you, if you get there, but it's. it's I'm not going to make it easy. It's only point three bonus. All right. Well, we should probably uh, pay up and take a leak before we hit the road, huh? Yeah. Let, let, let's do that. All right. Well, then I'm just going to hit the intro. See? Oop. You. <laughs> oh, oh, goddamn Flacco. <laughs> It's time to settle up at the bar in the bathroom. Top off that tank and grab one for the road, because we're about to take you around the league on a dynasty road trip. Hot damn. All right. Well, th- this I think will be fun. I, I did some research. I, I pulled together some players. Um, uh, I, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that this, this game isn't... Um, isn't too obvious. I, I hope I hope the players I put out here take a little bit of thinking. Um, if not, I'm just going to credit you for being an, a very intelligent human being. Um, the one thing I do know about you, Ron, is you have a really good memory for age. So I'm going to try to keep the age out of it until I get later into the, uh, the statistics here. I, I am ready when you are, sir. I have had... Six top ten finishes at the quarterback spot this year. Six top ten. Okay. Um, wow. I don't want to. All right. There's some pressure here. I'm going to say that's Kirk Cousins. You are incorrect. Uh, okay. My worst game was six points. My best game was 36 points. Wow. This is this That's is right. actually tough. I'm uh, who is right in that sweet spot? That can't be Mahomes. No. Oh. My my average my average points per game is 18.46. I'm going to keep going. Uh, uh, that's Kyler. No. 
I was not a starter last year. I'm drawing a total blank here. That one's throwing me. I, uh, Jared Goff. <laughs> no, this one might. This might. You might have beat me. This this one might might give it away. Um, now these are. I'm using an ADP from Dynasty Leagues. Keep this in mind. Okay. Okay. It's not a redraft. So this is so. This was the ADP of if of if this player was picked in a startup dynasty draft this year. Okay. Okay. So my ADP at the quarterback position was sixty six. Holy shit! I keep wanting to say Geno Smith, but that can't be uh, it. You are correct. Shut up. Yes. I was like, no way. Six top ten finishes. That doesn't sound plausible. Geno Smith, the number six overall quarterback in Dynasty football this year, with an ADP of 66 overall, an age of 32 years old, and an average points per game of 18.46. His worst game came against the San Francisco 49ers, and his best game came against the Detroit Lions. He was never a quarterback one, but he was a quarterback two, three, four, and five. Wow. And never lower than a quarterback 29. Are you ready to go on to the next quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I have... <laughs> eight top ten finishes on the season at quarterback. On oh, the season. Okay. Now you're talking like top ten seasons. That, that changes things. Okay. Eight top ten. All right. Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers. No. I have six finishes under 20, 20th or worse on the season at the quarterback position. Marcus Mariota. No. My ADP on the season in the Dynasty League this year was 14. Holy shit. Um, Josh Allen. Oh, that's at the quarterback position. The oh, 14th, 14th quarterback. 14th okay. quarterback. Uh, I'm going to say Kurt Cousins again. No. Mm. I finished 12th overall. Fourteenth mm-hmm. ranked quarterback finished twelfth. Uh, Herbert. No. Mm-hmm. I wish you. I wish you could have gotten Herbert as the fourteenth quarterback in the dynasty. Oh, true. Um. Okay. Now I've got his. Um. I was a number one overall pick. Marcus Mariota? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I lost uh, for the first time on a Saturday in my professional career. Mm, Kyler? No. I don't know. I'm going to see if this gives it away for you. Well, everyone at home is probably having a blast with this. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> my team spent the most money in the offseason to provide me weapons. Tua. Nope. Oh. You get one more guess. God damn. I have a punchable face. <laughs> so many. I think about it. We've wanted to punch this guy's face early in the season. Uh, Probably no quarterback who's gained more dynasty value from his rookie season to this season. This is a second-year quarterback. Uh, Davis Mills? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Oh, the answer is Dude, Trevor Lawrence. I do. I should have got. I should have known right at the punchable face. I know. I said uh, the punchable face. It should have given it away. To be fair, I've drank and, a lot of bourbon. Well, and also, to, also be fair. Like, why do you want to punch Davis Mills? He just got to come in. I mean, he's a Texan. He punches his own face. All right, I've got a, I've got a quick and easy one here. I'm, I'm going to make it really, uh, get to it real fast here. Uh, one last quarterback here before we move on down the road. Uh, I had an ADP of two on the season. Oh, in Dynasty. <laughs> Josh Allen? Uh, no. I finished as the 14th quarterback on the season. Oh, Herbert. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one hit home, boy. <laughs> Number two, finishing at fourteen. That's Justin Herbert's year. <laughs> All right. Would you like to move on to the running backs? Very much so. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're going to be stronger at the running back spot. Couldn't be much worse. Um, I mean the Gene, the Geno Smith one, I knew would be tough. Well, I like I said, I misinterpreted. I thought you meant six top ten finishes over the last over his career as a season. I gotcha. So I was like, oh, couldn't be, couldn't be Gino. Yeah. I gotcha. All right, this is a running back has six top ten finishes on the year. <laughs> okay. Um, Raheem Mostert. No. Oh. I mean, if if you get it on the first guess with that, yeah, right. That'd have been a fluke. Okay. This player averages. Interesting. What the hell? Oh, hold on. What's happening? Why is things? Hold on. Something's going wrong. What? Okay. Oh, okay. okay. That one's for you. Yeah. Thank you. I've got, I'm going to mute my computer and start yelling at me things. This is. Uh, I I am current. Okay. I'm currently infuriated by this whole thing. All right. I had 5.2 rushing yards a carry. Devin Singletary. No. I had nine rushing touchdowns on the season. Um, Pollard. Correct. 
Yeah, my man. Holler, giving me an early victory in the running back category. We'll take it. Well done. You've been- oh, wrong, wrong one. <laughs> That's the one. There we go. <laughs> Smooth transition. <laughs> All right. We're going to stop. start from a, a different end this, this time. I'm not just going to go through top 10 finishes. Okay. Uh, this running back had an ADP of 24 on the season. 24 no, of again, running backs. This is, this is thinking from a dynasty startup draft. Dynasty started 24th running back in her dynasty startup draft would be. <clears throat> Walker. No. No. Nah. I had nine top ten finishes. Nine top ten finishes. <clears throat> James Connor. No. I had three running back one finishes. Holy shit! Only four is running back. That's. Uh... I want you to think of a player who people were way low on to go into the season. ETN? No, but that's a great that would be a great guess. Twenty fourth running back, man. My ADP oh. ma- matches my age. I am twenty four years old. Brandon Jacobs? Or well, Jacobs? that would be correct if he still played football. Oh. But Josh Jacobs would Jacobs. be correct. Yeah, that's the yeah. right Jacobs. Ah, yeah. It finally clicked. Shit, yeah. Josh Jacobs finished number four overall on the season. Wow. Um, never had. So if you say that, um, if you say that you finished in the top forty as a running back, right, in any given week, you're not a total bust. Um, he never had a finish worse. 40 was his worst finish, uh, which is like six points. So um, really. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of those. But honestly, on the season, only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games that he was not a top 10 running back. Pretty impressive. Hmm. Um, all right. Let's go to the last of our running backs here. That's what uh, I've been missing. I like this game. Uh, by the way, when I go, when I give rankings here of like eighth, fourth overall, I am going season average. Okay. So you know, I, I never, I never look at players at the end of the year as like, yeah, you missed three games, but you're phenomenal, so you're not ranked here. I always go by their ranking via season average and points. Okay. Okay. So, um, this player averaged. 13.11 points per game. Averaged. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hall. No. Um, that, that puts this player as the 18th overall dynasty running back on the season. Foreman. No. This player had an ADP in the top five. Oh, shit. 
Oh, wow. That's a that's a curveball. <clears throat> ADP in the top five. Oh, Javante. No. No. What's another good clue here? Um, at one point during the season, this player was talked about being uh, outperformed by an undrafted free agent. Ah, uh, Najee. Correct. Yeah, that tipped the hand. Yeah, a little bit of Steelers talk. Bring it in all. Early victory in the running back round. Uh, Najee Harris actually had an ADP of two overall. Oh, damn. Only after Jonathan Taylor, who I also thought about putting in there. Yeah, well, going into a dynasty, Najee Harris, second year, ton of work. Yeah, I scooped him up in a startup dynasty, but it it wasn't there. It was way late. Yeah, so this is... Again, I'm I'm I can only go off the ADP of I'm using the right. sleeper app and I'm using their, their ADP formula, but um, I trust them. Yep. Uh it puts us in a spot here. So all right, well, let's move on to the wide receivers, all which right. I have a, a I believe a very juicy schmattering of. <laughs> uh let's see here. Okay. I'm gonna start with uh my ADP was 13th overall. Montgomery. This is wide receiver. Oh, yeah, shit. Oh, yeah. That'll change things for you. (laughs) Yeah, that'll help. Uh, Okay. 13 wide receiver overall. Oh, shit. It's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Waddle. No. I had only two top ten finishes. Somebody like uh, Metcalf? No. I finished 29th overall at the wide receiver position. Hopkins. No. I had three different quarterbacks throw to me this season. Debo. No. I'm a second-year player. I got nothing. I was coached by a high school caliber coach. <laughs> Pittman? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike. Mr. Sunday. <laughs> Mike Sunday. All right. Oh, I'm doing good. Well, wide receivers are hard, but. Um, it is. Jesus Christ. All right. Um, and luckily for you, I, I went. I went light on the tight end when we get there, but I've got four wide receivers because this is kind of wide receiver was fun. All right. Uh, rapid fire on this guy. Um, I had an ADP of 52 overall. Lazard. 
new. If, if you if you nailed the if you were like oh yeah oh yeah uh, right I knew that this is Donovan uh, Peoples Jones I finished seventeenth overall shit uh Slayton oh I've been a perennial steal at the wide receiver in fantasy football. Lock it. Correct. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Wow. Pulled that one directly out of my ass. Nice job. Ah, well done. Fuck, I deserved a smoke. <laughs> All right. Uh, I finished 26 overall at wide receiver. Ayuk. No. Um, I had six top ten finishes. I'm on Ra St. Brown. No. I played for only my second team in my NFL career. Uh, Tyreek? No. Good guess. Tyreek definitely finished higher than 26th overall. Oh, yeah. Forgot that part. Uh, Two quarterbacks threw to me. I performed much higher for the lower paid quarterback. Debo? No. Mm. I'm 28 years old. <sighs> Shit. Hopkins? No. <laughs> I used to be a star, but now I have brown in my pants. Think about that sentence. I can't. I can't stop <laughs> laughing about it. I used to be a star, but now I've got brown in my pants. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Amari Cooper. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, he's the other one there. I couldn't think of Couldn't think of their other wide receiver. Were you stuck, uh, stuck on brown in your pants? I was. Yeah, happens to the best of us. All right, uh, last wide receiver. Um, I have an ADP of twenty six. Adam Thielen. No. <laughs> I, I have. I don't like Adam Thielen. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I would never intentionally talk about him. Just so you know. <laughs> Uh, I have five top ten finishes on the air. Ooh. Uh, Hopkins. 
Do you want to just make DeAndre Hopkins your guest to start everyone? <laughs> yes. Okay, we'll, we'll just default that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins will not be an answer in this oh. segment. No matter how much you... <laughs> I want it to happen. No matter how much you want it. I want it to justify these weird rankings. The, the team I play for is fourth in total yards, eighth in passing, and 11th in rushing. Debo. Nope. <laughs> I'm not even waiting anymore. Get the, get the Debo and Hopkins right out of the way. Hit the button right away because I know they're wrong. Um, I've already forgotten most of the metrics you said, so now I'm just stabbing in the dark. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, maybe Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh I was targeted 146 times this season. Holy Moses. Uh, Adams? <laughs> no, that's a great guess. I am a second-year player. Oh, can't think of any people from last year's draft class. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I am named after a god. How about Ross A. Brown? Correct. Ah, damn, I guessed him earlier. I know you did. Damn it. I'm on Ross St. Brown. ADP of 26, overall finish of 10 overall. 146 targets on the year, 106 catches. I would have thought him going higher than that. Well, yeah. I guess it depends on when your draft was. Uh I would say, so let me give you, so to finish out our, our wide receiver segment, let me give you, to give you kind of perspective on that, because it's easy to look back and say, like, man, he should have gone higher. But when you actually look at the ADP of players, uh, you'd actually see that, you know, actually that makes, it makes sense. Um, yeah, all so, the guys that are in front of him mostly yeah, should be. Yeah. Let me, let me give you some guys that went um, right around where he was. That's two thirds. Or three quarters of the starting ones yeah. in the league. Yeah. So uh, he went right. Here's the five players ahead of him Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, Marquise Brown, and Cortland Sutton. Okay. So if you think about before the season started, um, you know, Godwin was a top 10 player, and all of a sudden it was announced he would play week one. Mike Williams with Herbert, Devonta Smith, second year. Marquise Brown had moved to Arizona, and Cortland Sutton was going to be hooking up with Russell Wilson. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Oh, the good old days. Yeah, right. Right after him, by the way, in, in Dynasty Leagues, were Chris Olave and Traylon Burks. Oof. Yep. All right, on to our last segment. Um, God, this is this, – this one is fun for me. I This <laughs> – Tight end is so – it was such a challenge of finding players that – I feel like to, to do this round, you had to find players who really either overperformed or underperformed because the tight ends are so clustered together. Yeah, it's a, okay. it's a yeah log jam. So I'm going to give you this at the tight end position. I had an ADP of 23 overall. Ertz. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I finished eighth overall. Evan Ingram. Jesus Christ, yes. I know my tight ends. I should have got it on the first clue. Wow. I had a lot more stacked up on that guy. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be ridiculous. I'll just blow through the tight ends. Well, then let's let's do her. Let's do it. I finished 20th on the year at tight end. Average. This is average. Keep in mind. Average score. Okay. Um... Damn, 20th, you said? Yes. Comet. No. Yeah. I had two top 10 finishes. Gerald Everett. No. I scored two touchdowns on the season. Hmm. Gasecki. No. Um. I was a top five dynasty pick in rookie drafts. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying this player is a rookie. I'm saying when this player was a rookie. Correct. All right, all right. Kyle Pitts, the took a little while. Number one ADP on the season in dynasty startup leagues. Um, surprisingly, Travis Kels was third on that list with Mark going Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, and then Travis Kels. Wow. Um, Kyle Pitts had two touchdowns on the season, was hurt in week eleven, and never played again for the year. Oh. I do not believe we have seen him with Desmond Ritter. Oh, true. So um, Kyle Pitts is someone who's kind of out there as a mystery. So I, I got to say, sir, uh, running back and tight end, you certainly did very well for yourself. Wide receiver is such a big mix. Yeah, but you you just hit Lockett right off the bat there. That was that was an impressive get for you. Um, Felt good. So whatever your point total was, I mean, just hold on to that. I'm going to um, – but uh, the only players that I was just ultimately disappointed in you with was uh, Amari Cooper and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence, I should have had it to face. That's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He's got a punchable face. He and does. He does. Clearly, clearly, what we've learned in this episode is that the better someone is, the less you think about punching them in the face. <laughs> because when the when the season started, I mean, we were both just ready to just pummel that dude. Yeah. Right, but uh, said, he looks like Janice from the Muppets had sex does. with one of the Easter Island heads. He it's, really does. It's unsettling. Um, be, before we, before I get you out of my car, before you put what was you, what did you have? Kentucky trademark or something? K- Kentucky Tavern. Kentucky Tavern. Before that ends up on my carpet in the front of my car here. Yeah. Um, give Give me your thoughts on the. Um, the NFL playoffs, I can tell you both of my Super Bowl picks are still in it, but I think I'll probably be wrong on one of them after this weekend. Um, I've watched none of it. No. Yeah. That's un-American of you? Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I guess I don't really care. If the Steelers aren't in, you're out? Uh, it appears that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, I'm, sad. It's sad. 
it is sad. It does sadden me a little bit. Um, I am. Well, who's got time for football when you're editing podcasts? So it's yeah, especially when you're editing podcasts about football. Um, <laughs> right, right. I can't right. be busy watching it. No, that, why? Why would you? Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, I don't know how you don't watch playoff football. There's nothing better in. Well, I guess, I guess, some games. I'm, I sometimes I'm watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Um, so do you, so have you found then over the years um that because of fantasy football like once week 17 is over you're you're done with football? No, I've just kind of uh moved away from sports in general, so I don't think it's really as much with that, but one of the big things that I've noticed over the years is the recency bias of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you get somebody on a good stretch run and their value goes apeshit because that's the last thing people saw. Like yeah. uh, there was a year where mm-hmm. after that Super Bowl run, man, people were all up in Plexico Burris. But uh, before yeah. the season rolls around, he kind of shoots himself in the leg. So it's yeah. like there was dudes that went hard and heavy and bought in based oh, my God, him and Eli, and they're going to be a thing forever and ever. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't didn't make it to the season. Just well, I, I would I would say, like right off the bat, like that's Gabriel Davis this year. Yeah, right. I mean, he had a crazy game against the Chiefs, scored a bunch of points. He was really high on people's ranking. He ended up just being the same inconsistent Gabriel Davis that he was during the regular season, but he moved way up fantasy draft boards this year because of what he did. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, they're out now, but I, I, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, I think his stock is rising as the playoffs go on. Punchable face. I know. I said uh, the punchable face. 